This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Zippy Duvall, President of the American Farm Bureau Federation. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Global sugar subsidies are increasing at a threat to 142,000 sugar industry jobs in the U.S. Learn more about the American Sugar Alliance 040 Sugar Policy at SugarAlliance.org. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with AFBF Zippy Duvall next. Sugar subsidies in 120 countries are on the rise and threatening 142,000 U.S. jobs. That's why the American Sugar Alliance is pushing for a global subsidy ceasefire. Their goal is a subsidy-free world market that fosters efficiency. And they know that unilateral disarmament of America's no-cost policy without concessions from abroad will only outsource U.S. jobs and reward foreign subsidizers. The plan is called the Zero for Zero Sugar Policy. And you can learn more at SugarAlliance.org. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. As the nation's farmers and ranchers continue to endure a long down cycle in commodity prices and net farm income, and with some areas devastated by natural disasters this year, there is clear need for a new farm bill to protect the country's food-producing sector. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall represents the whole industry and continues to call for one voice on Capitol Hill. We're, we're going together as fellow farmers together trying to find one voice to go to the Hill to talk about uh, the issues that we had in the last farm bill and how we make it better for the future. You know, but, you know, I try to tell farmers this, this is not about a safety net. We really don't want to talk about a safety net. This is about food security of our country. And what is it going to take? And, you know, of course you have to be sensitive to a baseline. But what, if we're going to do our job, we've got to make sure that Congress understands what it takes to uh, have a, a food-secure country and what it takes to get farmers from one crop to the next, whether it be natural uh, uh, disasters like we've seen in Texas and Florida or whether it be depressed prices that we see in some of our commodities across the country. So we have to find these solutions, and the only way we're going to find these solutions is not fight among the family because, you know, the people, the American people are dependent on us to help gener- uh, create a farm bill it's going to be uh, uh, helpful uh, to the American people make sure that their food, uh, food supply stays stay secure. And that's what it's all about. It's, it's not about a safety net. It's about keeping the food uh, source of our country secure uh, through uh, very difficult times. And, you know, it's about trying to find out how we bring uh, young and new farmers back out on the farm uh, if you look at the average age, most of them my age are older, and uh, and we got to find a solution to that because some of us uh, someday are not going to be able to continue to farm, and we have need those young people following our footsteps, and they're not going to come out of college and go into an industry, even if they love it, they're not going to go in there and and all of a sudden take on a, a job or a career that's losing money or making very little money for them to raise their own families on. We have to, a sustainable American agriculture has to be a profitable agriculture. And we got to find a farm bill that helps us get through the difficult times to make sure the food security of this country is assured to all the people that live in this country. Senate Ag Chair Pat Roberts has said more than once that agriculture is in a pretty rough patch. 
And certainly, uh, the bulk commodities are seeing their challenges, but so is a livestock. So as we know, it's important to come together with one ask. Um, President Duvall, there are some very specific needs by commodities that are very different, either by the nature of their crop or the region that they're in. That's exactly right. And, you know, my friends that work around town with a, one particular commodity, they do a great job, you know, and their, their job depends on them do, working for that commodity. My job is to bring attention to all the commodities and fairness to all the commodities and to try to, to represent all of them. And that's very, very difficult at times. And, you know, uh, we, we just got to make sure that the, the sister commodities and their organizations around town are working with us, and it's happening. We do a lot of behind-the-scenes working. We do a lot of talking. Uh, all of us are members of coalitions around town, and, and we're working together to try to find those answers. But there are sectors of our general public or parts of Congress or parts of government that might pit one commodity against the other because they come from that region where that commodity is uh, being mostly produced, and we need to listen to them. What they have to say is very important, but we need to come back home and think about us being one family and how do we work together to make sure that all American agriculture, all commodities, have a farm program that assures us to get to the next year and continue to keep our food system safe and thriving. I noted House Ag Chair Mike Conaway suggested that no one ask for less money from all the commodity groups in the hearings that they had had. No one asked for less, but clearly there are some commodities that are in dire straits, and one of those is dairy and another of those is cotton. So how you use the same size of pie uh, to resolve the issues at hand uh, makes that a, a, an uphill climb. It does, it is, but and I, and I think uh, I think that's why we got to continue to tell them what it's going to take. It's, it's the uh, Congress's job to find out where they're going to get the money to make sure this this country's food system is secure and safe, and uh, and it is their responsibility to deliver that. And as a, as commodity groups come together, we need to tell them what it's going to take, uh, and 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 not forget that we took twenty three billion dollars worth of cuts. In 14, when there were other parts of the federal government that didn't take any cuts. So, you know, we've been to that trough. We've, we've laid our donation on the line to give up some of our baseline for that. And, and we don't need to forget that we've already played that role in, in agriculture. It's not about that individual farm when it comes to farm bill. It's about all Americans and farmers and ranchers and rural communities being able to continue to thrive, be profitable, and keep that engine, that economic engine in those communities turning because there's so many people that depend on agriculture being profitable. Are you hearing that policy can still come in 17 or more likely to be delayed in 18 about the time that your convention is coming about? Well, we we still think there's an outside shot to get it here in 17. Uh, you know, now I'm beginning to hear them say January, February, which will be the, the convention uh, time during January. Uh, but, you know, um, we need to make sure this is right. And, uh, and I know that tax reform is very important and this is kind of uh, demanding all the attention right now. Uh, but it, it's, it's on our priority list. But, but getting a farm bill done is important to agriculture because we got a plan for the future. Uh, we don't need to, 
to run past the end of this farm bill and, and have to wonder where we're going to be at in the future. We we need to get this done. It's, it's for the best interest of rural America. It's for the best interest of the American people, and it's for the best interest of farmers and ranchers and the businesses that depend on us. The president rolling out his ideals and a framework for tax reform, and certainly tax reform uh, is said by the corporate community uh, that is long overdue. For agriculture, tax reform could be a plus, but what are the areas that agriculture would suffer harm if there was change? Well, I promise American farmers and ranchers across this country that we're hard at work making sure that we protect uh, those things that's in our tax code now that is good for agriculture. Agriculture is a little different when it comes to to taxes and accounting and, you know, uh, those things that that could be at risk is our cash accounting, uh, the uh, inheritance tax. We, we don't want that to go the wrong way. As a matter of fact, we'd like to see the estate tax go away. Uh, immediate expensing. There's a lot of different things that we have in agriculture that are very good on the tax side, but there's a lot of things that we need to take care of. So I had the opportunity to have a conversation with Speaker Ryan about the framework of the, uh, that they're speaking of. And my expression to him was, we're really looking forward to seeing that framework and we're looking forward to being part of the discussion of drawing out that tax law after that framework comes out. And we're going to be heavily involved in protecting agriculture and trying to make uh, our effective tax rate lower for agriculture. But if, because if it's not lower, it's not acceptable to us. They they talk a lot about corporate tax, and that's important because if they, you know, if corporate tax goes down, they're going to put people to work, people that are working can afford to buy uh, food and, and live in a, a, a different class of life and, and, and consume our products. So we're all for that. But 90% of the farmers across America still file as an individual. So corporate tax relief is not going to be help agriculture uh, like some of the other things will. Last week on this program, President Duvall, we had uh, Tom Stenzel with the United Fresh Produce Association. They continued to talk about how the produce industry is ultimately being affected from its potential future to dealing with a lack of labor and the failure of a guest worker program. This has been front and center for American Farm Bureau. There's been talk now of revisions for guest worker and H-2A and Chairman Goodlatte talking about a, an H-2C. Do you see this issue gaining traction in this Congress? Well, Mr. Goodlatte has his bill and his committee in there. Uh, we're hearing uh, it could be dropped this, this week and be marked up. And we're uh, excited that we're having some conversation around farm labor because that is the number one issue across America as I've traveled and farmers get up every morning wondering whether or not they're going to have enough labor to get the, the crop out of the field. For example, we just had a conversation with a, a farmer out in Washington who's predicting she's going to lose a big percentage of her zucchini crop because she just doesn't have the labor to get the zucchini out of the field. And, you know, that's, that's just disheartening to that farmer. It's just disheartening to that community. And the people across America should be alarmed that there's food out there that could be harvested and could be fed to people, but we can't get the people to work to get it out. So having this discussion is exciting for us. Of course, Mr. Goodlap's bill is uh, we're trying to help him get it out of his committee. Well, there are some issues around the bill that we want to speak to, but the main thing is that we have his bill come out so that we can have that uh, tough conversation about where we go with it after it comes out of committee. So we're very encouraged. We're very supportive of his bill. 
Uh, and then we are very uh, excited about having the opportunity to have some input into it as we move forward. On the campaign trail, uh, President Trump suggesting that he would be a supporter of renewable fuel in Iowa, suggesting he would be a supporter of renewable fuel. But now the Trump EPA looks to be rolling back the volume uh, obligations, the volume opportunity under the renewable fuel standard. How do you take this move by the administration? Well, of course, it concerns us. What I tell everybody in the administration and USDA is that we've started down this road of renewable fuels. We've encouraged it with incentives, and to pull back and withdraw from that now is a violation of a commitment that our government has made to our farmers and ranchers in rural America. And in the infrastructure that's been built around uh, renewable fuels is important to those rural communities. It keeps people working, it keeps money churning, and it keeps them alive. And our rural communities need all the help they can get. And, uh, you know, when I spoke to uh, Secretary Purdue about um, the RFS and all the stuff that goes around that, and he says, well, what do you think we're going to do with all that corn? Of course we've got to make uh, biofuels out of it. So, you know, I think in the long run we're should be okay, but we're going to be there fighting for our farmers to make sure that that, that stays healthy as it can be for the farmers and for those rural communities. In some comments to media recently, Chairman Roberts of the Senate Ag Committee suggested there were two priorities that agriculture had told him, and the first of all was crop insurance, and then the second of all was trade. So let's address crop insurance up front. Perhaps okay inside either the House or the Senate Ag Committee, uh, but on the full floor of the Senate and the full floor of the House, there are some that would like to make some major changes to crop insurance, and that would include means testing or taking away the harvest uh, uh, harvest price option uh, for determining uh, the security risk. What's your message to the Hill with regard to crop insurance for 2018 and beyond? Crop insurance was made the cornerstone of the last farm bill. Uh, it is the risk management tool that our farmers have to have. Uh, you know, our farmers can't even go out and get an operating loan today unless they prove they have crop insurance in most lending institutions. So it, it, it is absolutely a necessity that, uh, that Congress recognize the importance of crop insurance and the importance for, for our farmers to be able to get operating uh, capital to be able to plant that next crop and how dependent it is on that crop insurance. And the support of crop insurance is at the top of our list to make sure that we defend that. We have to continue to do that. If we don't, we're going to see some very dark times in agriculture uh, in the years to come in the next in the immediate you know, future because just because the economy is so bad out on the farm today. And if you pull that out from under us, uh, we're going, we'll, we'll push agriculture into a area that would be very difficult to get through. Inside the Farm Bill, there are those that are calling for some increased funds for conservation programs. But on outside of the Farm Bill, there are those that are calling for additional conservation, perhaps, uh, requirements, forcing some things onto farms to be able to participate in risk management programs. Uh, I kind of look at that kind of like my grandfather's twitch. I don't know if you know what a twitch is. <laughs> a twitch is a tool that our, our grandfathers used to be able to make their mules stand still so they could tend to their mules on their feet or something else that might be wrong with them. You know, there's nothing wrong in American agriculture. We're doing everything that we can afford to do to be sustainable and take care of our natural resources. So don't twitch us. 
if you want to take us down that road, provide us with an opportunity to be a partner with you and, and help us do the right thing for the right reasons. And, and you know, no farmer takes uh, uh, takes too kindly to being twitched or forced into something. But he's all the time looking for somebody that's willing to partner with him to protect what belongs to all of us, and that's that's the good quality air, the good quality water, and the natural resources that all of us as Americans have the opportunity to, to enjoy. President of all, by now, the third round of discussion under NAFTA 2.0 is concluded, and there is still plenty more to talk about. Uh, the administration still talking about perhaps even pulling out of NAFTA if uh, it doesn't look like the countries are coming together, but also at the same time has notified Congress that there could be a new agreement that's coming. How important are these NAFTA negotiations and uh, keeping uh, keeping that that mode of do no harm? Well, it's really important. Uh, you know, agriculture is so dependent on NAFTA. Uh, of course, there are areas that we. You know, we we see there's small areas that we could improve on. I mean, South Florida vegetable fruit uh, growers they need some help and in some of the competitive areas there. And then uh, to have more access for our dairy farmers into Canada is important. Uh, but overall, you know that that trade treaty has been so positive for American agriculture, and we just got to keep hammering home. You know, we know there's problems that the president has with it let's solve those problems let's don't do no harm what we've done to agriculture uh because the the, you know the increase of from uh, eight billion dollars over trade to 38 billion dollars of trade over the life of that contract has been unbelievable uh assistance to our farmers and ranchers across this country and uh and, and it's just so important for us to keep hammering that home it's so important for them to keep talking and it's so important for the Secretary of Agriculture and the people around the administration to keep the president informed as to how important this is to agriculture and keep him calm. So well, we're we're hoping that the best is going to come out of this, and I think it will. The, you know, the, the, no, no business, every businessman knows how important trade is. Uh, and, and, you know, there may be things about it they want to change, but we don't need to do any harm to our agriculture end of it. It's clear that our bulk commodities and meat obviously would just like to leave it alone, but then you look at dairy and some places where the Canadians have as much as a 300% tariff on our product, it's clearly not a perfect set of trading rules. No, it's not, and that's the reason I mentioned those those areas that, that could stand some help, and that, that is in dairy and in uh, fruits and vegetables, especially around Florida and South Georgia and those areas. Technology is important to agriculture today, and we obviously have herbicide-resistant weeds. There's a dicamba product that has been approved, and farmers have used it, but there's all kinds of challenges. We spoke with Ron Moore, the American Soybean Association, and they're working to try to get to the bottom of the issue so that, number one, they can be good environmentalists and sustainable in agriculture, but at the same time, that they don't do harm to their own crops or to their neighbors' crops. Has the Farm Bureau been involved in these discussions, and and how do you see this question over dicamba-resistant crops moving ahead? Well, I think, you know, this is not just a question about dicamba, it's about all new technologies that come to the farm, and I think we need to be calm. American Farm Bureau is assisting our state farm bureaus as much as we can because it's really a state-by-state issue right now, and the states are trying to figure out how they handle that, but uh, he's exactly right. We've got to figure out the, the root of the problem 
And then we got to figure out a process to be able to solve that problem because our farmers need that technology, but we need to figure out what the problems are around it or if it is a problem uh, and, and be able to fix that to uh, make sure that these new technologies continue to uh, be used on the farm. So I think uh, it's been very emotional. We need everybody to kind of calm down. Let's do a lot of research and, and trying to figure out how we solve this problem because we surely don't want to hinder the deliverance of new technologies to our farm because that's what keeps us on the cutting edge. That's what keeps farmers sustainable and profitable. And, uh, you know, and, and we need to make sure that our companies are still encouraged to continue to do that research and our land grants to continue to do that research to keep us on the cutting edge. You know, it's really scary to me when I look across the world and see uh, research and development dollars uh, being spent in other countries double or or even more than what we are doing here in our United States. And, and we need to pay attention to that because we don't need to get behind the curve and let these other countries out-research us because that's what keeps us on the cutting edge and keeping us competitive in the world. Our guest on this edition of Open Mic is the president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, Zippy Duvall. And President Duvall, I know you've been traveling across lots of states in the U.S. and you're about to, to make it to all 50 of those. We appreciate you taking time to be with us on this edition of Open Mic. And, sir, it is a tradition that you have the last word. Well, you know, I, I just appreciate the opportunity to talk to the farmers and ranchers across this country and the work that you do, Jeff, in uh, helping us every morning to wake up to a, a refreshing start to our agricultural world. But it, this is a great industry with great people, and I can't express to them how important it is for us to be a family, be united, and all our uh, commodity groups work together so that we can have one voice on the hill. We need to choose what our future looks like. We don't need Congress picking winners and losers, and we need to help them get to that solution as best we can. And we'll work on all the issues as hard as we can. But, you know, I have so much optimism about our farmers, even though in a very difficult time, as I travel and talk to them, I see their really true grit. You know, and grit is passion mixed with endurance. And I see that passion, endurance, and the true grit of the American farmer all across this country. I admire them all so much. I'm so optimistic that we're going to get through this difficult time. We're going to write a great farm bill. We're going to enter into good trade treaties, and American agriculture is going to continue to lead the world with that grit among our farmers across this country. So thank you uh, so much for this opportunity. Our thanks to Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Global sugar subsidies are increasing at a threat to 142,000 U.S. jobs. Learn more about the American Sugar Alliance Zero for Zero Sugar Policy at SugarAlliance.org. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nally.